Listen, man, if you're a Yankees fan and you've been down like I have uh, and you needed to pick me up, that was the series. That was awesome. That was everything it needed to be. Uh, let's talk about it. Episode 526 of the podcast, BD4. Let's get it. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, turning, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, Creates and showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Yankees win! All right. Well, it seems like the Yankees are back. Um, And again, I said this last episode. I said if the Yankees can take care of Toronto, three out of four, I, I will consider them back. So I'll do it. The Yankees are back. And let me re-clarify. Uh, I don't want anybody to overreact when they hear me say that the Yankees are back. What I mean when I say the Yankees are back is the Yankees are back to being a contender for the American League East division again. That's all I mean. All right. Um, so they're back in that sense. I mean, I'm pretty convinced now that this will be the team we see after watching those last two series. Um, Like, as far as the regular season goes, I'm not concerned. I think everything is still in running now in the East. Um, To battle Tampa Bay, like the Yankees did, um, by grabbing two out of four. To gut their bullpen, like they did. But still go to work in Toronto, which, for me, always just feels like a house of horrors. But to uh, to take three out of four... That's massive. That was massive. I mean, coming into this series, Toronto had only lost four home games all season. The Yankees come in and they almost double that. They were so close to that sweep, too. So close. Uh, Just unfortunate with the, the fake baseball rules that Manfred employed. But, yeah, it was a wild series, obviously. A lot of unnecessary drama. Don't even want to use the word controversy because that depends. That's very, you know, yeah, it it wasn't really controversial uh, unless you're, you know, Canadian. Um, But the Blue Jays, they're weird, dude. Like, they remind me of, I said this on uh, social media earlier this morning, and as I'm recording, it's Friday, May 19th, early morning, um, late morning. But the Blue Jays remind me of the rival basketball team in Grown Ups who try so hard to be the villain and they just come across as, and I hate to use this word, but cringe. <laughs> like they try so hard. They're like the dudes who peaked in high school and they go extra hard. Um, I, I just, and the Yankees are just looking at them this entire series like, really? Like we're just trying to play baseball here, man. I don't have the energy <laughs> And they're trying so hard, like they're making, they, they're playing, 
they played so desperate. They looked so desperate out there. Just trying to find shit, trying to stir something up, trying to be relevant, wanting attention, craving some kind of validation. That's what they felt like. And this whole time, I'm just sitting there laughing, and I'm thinking, like, how awkward was this series for you if you're Don Mattingly? You're sitting in the dugout, and you're, you're, you know, your superior, your, your manager is <laughs> making a fool out of himself. Your team's trying to... It's, it just must be so awkward. You're just looking at them like, really? What the fuck am I doing here? Like, why am I not on that side? <laughs> That's that's what it was crossing my mind on uh, what was Tuesday night when it all went down, um, but they're they're just so weird, dude. But it was it was good. It was yeah, it was a very important series for the Yankees, just like the last one was. And the Yankees walk away from this series winners of eleven of sixteen, five of seven, and now three of four after Toronto. And now they are much closer in the division. They're only 6.5 back from Tampa, who have the night off tonight. They're only three games back from the number two Baltimore, and I'm not afraid of those guys. I'm sorry. Uh, and even with Toronto, they're I think they're pretty even in terms of games back, but Toronto I think is still technically third because of percentage points with the record. Uh, but so the Yankees are right there. Uh, and then there's you know Boston, who... I told everybody not to worry about because they're a laughing stock, those those guys. Um, But the only thing, you know, we didn't get this series that I think some of us wanted was a brawl, but that's okay. Maybe another time. Uh, Probably not, you know, because I still think the Yankees are a bit soft, but Toronto's definitely softer. Um, They, they, man, they tried so hard. But, yeah, the the division, all of a sudden, from, from being on the verge of, being over after these last two series is is not over anymore. The Yankees showed that they can match up evenly with Tampa in seven games versus them already. They've done so. Uh, And they just showed they can match up with Toronto at the very least this past week. And I think they seem to be the much stronger team. And that's a great sign. That's a great indicator. Uh, And again, I'm not afraid of Baltimore... Uh, Boston's adorable and this is all with Severino coming back on Sunday Giancarlo Stanton not too far out it's May 18th or 19th May 19th so yeah I, I said at the time when they were struggling that this the Yankees team like you shouldn't be shocked at any of the struggles or their peaks and valleys like I'm not shocked at this bipolar bipolar start because that's who they are. The Yankees are very streaky. We'll talk more on their streakiness and the offense in a bit. But they're going to, like, I wouldn't be shocked if this team won the division. And again, I wouldn't be shocked if this team found a way to bottom out and they were third. Because that's how they are. But with, the, with what we're seeing lately, it seems like if they're healthy... It's a team that can be the division contender again. Because uh, the Yankees currently, I, I heard somewhere, they're back on a 93-win pace after last night. So I, I loved every bit of this series. I loved the fact that they seem to finally be playing with a bit of an edge. You know, they played with a swagger this series. A little fuck you to them. 
something to prove, right? They were looking down on the Blue Jays this entire series, and I loved every second of it. This is a pretty weak, feeble comparison. Pretty cowardly, but it's the only thing I can think of. The Yankees are to Toronto as like Houston is to the Yankees. Um, the Yankees always just seem to beat Toronto when it matters, like in the big ones. The end of their season in 2021, they clinched on their turf in 2022 after the whole, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. thing the, the night prior to. Kay does the whole thing. That was fun. And now you get this. When the division seemed to be getting out of hand, you put yourselves right back in the, in the middle of it. So it was good. So we'll go over these four games, talk about some things and wrap this up because I have to go to work in a few hours. A little less than a few hours. So let's talk. Let's get into this episode. We'll head to our first break, and then we'll talk about game one, and we'll go from there. Hey, guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast often, and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. All right. Welcome back to the show. Let's get to the first game of this set, shall we? So the first game of this series took place on Monday night, and the Yankees won 7-4. You had the opener game. It was Cordero opening, then you want Brito. And he went up against Alec Manoa. Um, yeah, so you had Cordero for two innings. That was Brito for the next five or so. Um, the top of the first, though, the Yankees jump all over Manoa with the judge home run. You got the Torres base knock, and then Calhoun went deep after that. It was 3 nothing. Second inning, Volpe makes a great catch at shortstop on a line drive. Top of the fourth, then Volpe doubles. Higgy singles him home. Judge later walks in the inning. Run scores on that, and it's 5 nothing Yankees after the top of the fourth. Top of the sixth inning, they make it 6 nothing when Rizzo, Rizzo doubles in Jake Bowers. In the eighth inning, Judge goes 462 feet to dead fucking center for his second home run of the game. It's 7 nothing. Uh, in the eighth inning, things got a bit shaky. Brito, some soft contact hits, lazy defense from Glaber Torres. He had a rough night. Uh, bloop single. Rough series. Bloop single by uh, Merrifield. Brito was pulled. Springer, that's when he beats out the double play with Hamilton in. Then Hamilton allows the Bichette single and the Guerrero double before Mike King has to come in and get him out of it. After the eight innings, it was 7-4 to four Yankees. But the bottom of the ninth comes. Mike King comes back out there and he closes it out for the save. And the Yankees win 7-4. So the 8th inning was kind of where this whole thing started. Um, I'm going to try to be brief with this all because I feel like it's played out and people are talking about it so much already. But it's it's what led to Tuesday night. Um, So Boone gets ejected. He was chirping all game. Jay's announcers brought up a pretty credible point in the 8th inning. If you were listening on the Toronto broadcast, you probably saw the clip. I, I didn't think, you know, it's okay to ask questions. Um, 
just because George is seen as this good good boy, you, you can ask questions. It doesn't that shouldn't matter. So they thought something was going on at the plate with Judge looking over possibly to the first baseline. Maybe he was looking up at Kirk setting up outside for you know, three minutes. Um, I, I think he was definitely looking at the first base coach. I think they were definitely trying to pick up some signals there. Um, you're too innocent for this world if you think he was doing what Judge said he was in the, in the interview. <laughs> um, but it's okay because obviously it's okay to... Like, it's completely legal to steal signs by simply using your eyes and your brain. That's okay. As long as it doesn't get a step further where you're using technology, I don't know, uh, you know, maybe using trash cans, you know, like a team may have in the past um, and get away with it. But that's all I really care to touch on on the judge thing specifically um, because I hate conversations about that thing, about about. Things that go nowhere and have nothing to do with the gameplay itself. To me, it's just useless. It, it doesn't. It's a waste of time to talk about that. Maybe we'll talk a little more on it, but you know, we'll talk more on the the Tuesday's controversy controversy in the next uh, recap here. But as far as the uh, gameplay, the bats were on their game. Seven runs on eight hits. Five of them extra base hits. Ten walks. Uh, nine strikeouts, two of eleven with runners in scoring position, a walk. I'm um, sorry, not a walk, a stolen base, and one pickoff. Um, Judge two home runs to lead the team. Calhoun had a home run. Judge had three RBIs. Calhoun two RBIs. Higashioka one RBI. Volpe doubled. Rizzo doubled. Oswaldo with three walks in this game, as well as Judge had three walks. One of them was intentional. Um, so Judge got on base five times on the night. Uh, Alec Manoa sucks, and man, do I love it. Tubby went four innings, or Fat Boy went four innings, five runs, six hits, seven walks, um, which is incredible. Three strikeouts, two home runs allowed. He was absolutely awful. Disgusting, just like his body. Um, I mean, the dude got fatter. He got fatter. We mentioned last episode that that might be why bigger pitchers are struggling with the pitch clock. Because Manoa, he's huge, and he obviously doesn't have the cardio to deal with the quicker pace. And I really think that's that's like a tangible that's like a credible point to make. Uh, for the Yankees, Jimmy Cordero opened for the first two innings. Two perfect innings, nothing against his line. Um he almost killed Bo Bichette, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, two scoreless, six up, six down. He was throwing strikes, and he's been solid for the Yankees this year. He's been solid. I still, I'm not a fan of the opener. Um, I also wouldn't risk it against top lineups anymore, but it worked. Brito came in after that, pitched five and a third from there, four runs, one of them was earned, six hits, no walks, two strikeouts, no home runs allowed, and the win. Brito's been good for the Yankees, man. I know the ERA is is bad, but it's mostly from that one blow-up start. He's not really had any terrible starts for the Yankees outside that. The problem is he usually doesn't go too deep into games, so maybe the opener is something they do more with him. I don't know. Ian Hamilton came in during that jam, couldn't hold the runners on base. First time all year, I feel like he didn't look great. Um... 
King came in for an inning and two-thirds. He had that slider-two-seam combo going, and he was perfect. And that was game one. Um, game two of the set. Game two took place on Tuesday. Where the Yankees won this one. Six to three. Domingo Herman going up against Kevin Gosman. And in the top of the third inning, Glaber gets the base hit to score IKF. And then later, Glaber's caught on the bases on the Bader ground out. It was 2-0 Yankees, though. Domingo's ejected in this game for substances after three innings, so that was interesting. You know, it's it was rosin, but I think he had too much on it. He might have had something else on there. I don't know what's going on, but he'll be gone for 10 days. So it's two starts. The guy's a headache. The guy's a headache. The good thing is Severino, he'll be back on Sunday. So, um, you know, it's just perfect timing. Um, I, I think, I don't know if it was before that or after. After I think it was right after, maybe. It's kind of a blur now, but you had the whole bitching between the two managers. Um, Schneider, he, he, either, he either calls Boone or Bader, Fat Boy or Frat Boy. I think it was eventually said that it was to one of the Yankees' assistant coaches or something. Uh, we will never know what he said. I think it's Fat Boy. I think they were just trying to be politically correct. Um, that's how yes is, but it was pretty funny. And then two sides were just complaining about like the third base coach being too far from the box, which nobody truly cares about. But again, the Blue Jays are just trying too hard to find something and be petty and, and be the bad guy. But they just come off as, as what I like to call Canadian Karens. <laughs> the funny part was, after Schneider complains that Rojas wasn't in the box, the very next half inning... Their guy goes out there and he's doing the same exact shit because that's what everybody does. Nobody stands in the box, especially today when these guys pull the ball 103. Like, it's like if you're going to make a whole thing of it, at least play it right. <laughs> and they couldn't even do that. And then you had that next inning, Boone screaming to crew chief James Hoy, trying to get his attention that they're doing the same shit. It was a whole bunch of zero. Um, it was just, it, it's, dude, it's hilarious. But it's so, like, why? Why even waste your energy trying to... They look so ridiculous. Uh, bottom of the fourth, Hamilton, because of the Herman injury, or, uh, ejection, Hamilton had to rush in there last minute. Didn't really warm up, so he didn't look good. He had no location, no rhythm. Ended up hurting his groin, which I think that was why, because uh, he was rushed out there. So he'll be out the whole month, so that's beautiful. Um... Top of the fifth, things get even weirder. Probably the craziest part of the series was when Isaiah Connor Falefa homers. <laughs> In the same inning, you get Glaber caught on the bases again. Um, guy's a low IQ player. We say that all the time. He also had problems in the field in this game later. But it's 3 nothing Yankees after five, uh, after top of the fifth. Bottom of the fifth, though, the Jays tied up. Because Marinaccio once again gets rocked. Um, I don't know what's been happening to him. Fortunately, he had a better outing last night. But, you know, he comes in. Kiermaier, Bichette, 
Guerrero, they tie the game. It's 3-3 after 5. Top of the 8th, though, Judge, not a cheater, clutches up and goes yard again, and he gives the Yankees a 5-3 lead. Top of the ninth, you get the IKF double this time. Then he had some great base running to eventually go home in the inning when Glaber hits the foul ball sack fly, and it's 6-3. Uh, really nice job by Falefa there. Bottom of the ninth, Wandy Peralta this time closes it out despite the George Springer walk and the Volpe error to begin the first the inning with first and second no outs. He ends up getting out of it. And so the Yankees win 6-3. to three. Offensively, six runs, nine hits, four extra base hits. One second here. Um, Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um... 11 strikeouts, 1 of 6 with runners in scoring position. Trevino led the Yankees with 3 hits. Glaber and IKF, 2 hits apiece. Glaber and Judge, 2 RBIs each. Bader and IKF and RBI. IKF had a double, DJ doubled, and IKF and Judge homered. Uh, Bowers, 2 walks. Kevin Galsman was tough. He's a good pitcher. Um, 7 innings, 3 runs in this game, but the Yankees got to the Blue Jay bullpen after that. Uh, for the Yankees, again, Domingo, three perfect innings, two strikeouts, then he was ejected. Um, Hamilton was after that. We spoke on him. Wasn't good, but expected with the emergency call to the pen. Marnaccio spoke on him. It was bad. Uh, Weber and Weber, <laughs> Ryan Weber, I guess we'll bring him up a little later, but he was great. Oddly enough, uh, I didn't love the move. Uh, I thought you'd go Peralta there. Tell me one reason why it matters to use your best reliever earlier than usual. I don't see that as a problem. But yeah, he was used and he was great. You know, throws soft, but he hits his spots and that's what we saw. Uh, Holmes and Peralta were after him and they did their jobs. Um, so that was the second game of the set. The Yankees lost the third game of the set, 3 nothing. This was the extra innings game. Uh, and they, the only game they lost was on Garrett Cole Day. It was Cole versus Bassett. Um, excuse me. A pitcher's duel the entire way. Really was. You know, one that the Yankees ended up losing in the bottom of the 10th. Um, you can't lose on Garrett Cole Day. I'm sorry. you got to take care of those games. That's why it hurt extra. Um, but there was no score through nine and a half innings last or two nights ago. Bottom of the first, the Yankees begin the game with a pair of terrible errors from Oswaldo and Cole. Oswaldo was playing shortstop over Volpe, who for some reason needed rest during an important game and not this Red Series coming up. Um, And then Cole made an error trying to make a play at first. Bottom of the seventh, Cole gets sent back out there after six strong. Uh, But he runs out of gas, clearly. He lets up two base hits in a row before he was pulled. Clay Holmes enters, and he got out of the gym. And he looks pretty good in this role. I'll give him that. Top of the eighth. The Yankees have their chance when they load the bases on walks. Then you get the Volpe pinch hit over Jake Bowers. And he ends up striking out on four straight sinkers. It was a pretty bad at-bat, but expected. Uh, bottom of the eighth, Volpe did make a nice play. Uh, to turn the nice double play off the line drive there. Uh, him to Torres. He did make a terrible error in the 10th inning, though. And then that's when you had the walk-off by Jansen. Um, there was some question on if the Yankees should have walked Jansen to load them up there and set up the double play. 
I, you know, I, I don't, I don't play that cowardly. I think you, you got to man up and face Jansen. Jansen's terrible. He, he's a number eight hitter who's batting 180. But the bottom line there is the Yankees didn't hit Wandy Peralta. They choked. Um, so the Yankees lose three nothing, and they were a few questionable decisions by Boone in this game. Uh, and we'll get to them all as we dive into the box score here. The bats in this game, just no runs on, on just three hits. All of them were singles, five walks, 11 Ks, 0 for 7 in scoring position. Judge had a hit, two walks. Bader had a hit. Calhoun had a hit and a walk. Uh, Rizzo and DJ each walked once. The bats were all around repulsive. Bad. Um, but again, that eighth inning, that was your big shot. And you got nothing from it. Bassett checks out after seven shutout innings. Then it's Garcia. He gets two quick outs. But then Judge walks and he's pulled for Miza. Meza. He comes in. He walks Rizzo. He walks DJ. And then Volpe pinch hits in his first big time spot. And he doesn't come close in the at-bat. And you know, going the Volpe there was one of the decisions over Bowers for the matchup. It was a little curious. But I like giving him that experience, so I'm not going to kill Boone. I think eventually he has to be thrown into the fire, so I think that's a good spot for him to learn. Uh, Pitching-wise, Garrett Cole threw six-plus, no runs, seven hits, two walks, six strikeouts, no home runs allowed. Then he got the no decision. It was a good bounce back. Still wasn't on his game 100%, but he got through six scoreless before running out of gas. Now... Another question, um, was Boone wrong sending Cole back out there for seven? I say no. Uh, He should have. This is your ace. He had less than 100 pitches at the time. It was a scoreless game. You needed him. No-brainer, you send him back out. Uh, He just did not have it. That's all. He ran out of gas. Uh, and, and, And that's it. Clay Holmes, after that, he pitched a clean inning. One strikeout, no additional base runners in that seventh. Uh, Cordero didn't love the move stealing outs with one of your lesser names again but Boone successfully did so this time King after that he wasn't the sharpest couple of walks was missing outside the zone a lot but he got the job done so the question there was should have should Boone have sent King back out for the 10th because he is your best reliever Uh, that's why he got the ninth inning there I guess and and you know, there were three righties lined up for Mike King in the 10th inning. I think he could have went back out there, but I can't kill Boone for it because, one, Peralta ended up pitching the 10th, and lefty or righty, it doesn't usually matter for Wandy Peralta because he's nails most of the time. It's it's Peralta. He's been great. Um, And two, King, again, didn't exactly look sharp with the two walks in the ninth inning there. His command and his location just wasn't sharp. Um, so I, I didn't hate the move. And Peralta obviously came in, blew the game in the 10th, but this is a guy who, again, has been nothing but good for you, so that's just on, on him and the Yankee bats. And then game four. Last night, the Yankees picked up the win to clinch the series. Um, The Yankees won 4-2. to two. Nestor Cortez going up against Jose Barrios, uh, top of the first, Glaber, the leadoff base hit. Then you had Judge with another home run to jumpstart it takes Berrios middle middle on a mistake sinker I think it was like 430 something 
two nothing. Nestor gave you half. Uh, gave you the. Uh, he gave back the. I don't think he gave back the lead, but he gave. Uh, I think he gave up a solo bomb. That's what it was. To Bichette in the bottom half of the first, it was two to one. After that, um, Judge just misses another homer in the sixth. On a very similar pitch, it was a sinker, but this time just below the belt. Uh, ends up getting a double out of it. Hicks made it three to one with a big hit in the seventh, and that was it for Jose Barrios. Nestor settled in after the first inning. He went six plus. Did allow one more later with the sack fly with Weber in, but. I was actually shocked that Boone sent Nestor back out there, but at the same time, with the bullpen short, kind of had a try. Um, from there, you had Boone go with the guys he was forced to go to. Weber, Abreu, and Marinaccio. Uh, you had the Vladimir Guerrero pinch hit appearance. Uh, I was certain that ball was going to leave the ballpark before the pitch was even thrown. I just had a terrible feeling. But it was, again, just ended up being a harmless sack fly. Uh, Volpe homered in this one to make it a two-run game in the ninth. That was an important home run. And so the Yankees won 4-2. to two. The bats in this game bounced back decently. Four runs on nine hits, five extra base hits, a walk, ten strikeouts, one of nine. With runners in scoring position, Hicks had three hits. Probably his biggest game for the Yankees since that walk-off against Houston last June or something. Um, and with that, I'm afraid of two things. I feel like he's bought himself some more time. But more specifically, I'm afraid that with Oswaldo playing as terrible as he's been hitting, at least hitting as terrible as he's been hitting, last thing I want is for Hicks to be back in the running to play left field. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Judge and Glaber, two hits each. Judge, two RBIs. Volpe and Hicks, an RBI. Judge and Volpe, a home run each. Volpe, also the lone walk in this game for the Yankees. But it was a good team win. A lot of contributions, hitting and pitching. Shit. The Yankees had no business winning this game with the bullpen they had to throw out there tonight or last night. Um, you know, the only thing I would have done differently is, is again, go to Marinaccio first. I am always about getting there first. I, I don't care about the order or their lane. Their lanes is not his lane. I don't care about that. Um, but it worked, right? So make that a few times this series where Boone... You know, his, his whole stealing outs strategy hit rather than missed. So I'll give him credit, I guess. Uh, Marinaccio ended up closing it out, and he, you know, he had, coming into this game, has looked, he had looked absolutely horrendous of late. But he got the job done in this one. I came in with a clean inning. No inherited, no inherited runners. Um, maybe that's why Boone didn't go to him there. But if that's the case... Then, then call it a day for Nestor and give Ron the entire seventh. Uh, you had Abreu throw the eighth. He looked phenomenal out there, actually. Like He looked really good. Like Pedro good. The high-velocity two-seamer was on point. The thing was at 99. Missing bats, throwing strikes, and he did so with ease, man. So credit to Abreu. Finally looking like the Yankees talk him up to be um, for, for an outing, at least. And then Ryan Weber, which we'll start with him. He, Ryan Weber is getting my tip of the cap this series um, because he pitched he, he pitched some pretty big innings and he got them done. So let's start with Ryan Weber who looks like an, a video game character. What do they call it? An NPC or some shit? The kid throws like a wiffle baller. It's like a knuckleballer. It looks like he's throwing one. He's got this weird delivery. 
and it comes out of his hand at 88 miles an hour tops. <laughs> uh, but we got some massive innings from him, though. I mean, Tuesday night, he enters in a tie game in the fifth inning, and he gives the Yankees two and a third strong clutch innings out of nowhere after Ron Marinaccio shits the bed. And then last night, clutch innings by him coming in for Nestor in the seventh. The bases ended up being loaded with no outs, but he gets out of it with just the one run, three to one. Um, I mean, the guy was clutch. That's the only word I have for his appearances this this series. Rando comes in and he ends up being clutch. Um, probably his first and last tip of the cap in his Yankees career. <laughs> uh, you know, I had to go make a graphic for this kid literally the last second right after he pitched because I had a feeling I'm like, oh, shit, we're probably going to have to give him the tip of the cap. Um, so Ryan Weber, nice job, great job, and uh, yeah. I'm also going to give a tip of the cap to Nestor Cortez. And, um, yeah. Thought Nestor Cortez pitched great, man. Um, six plus innings in this game from him. Two runs, six strikeouts, a walk, five hits, um, 94 pitches, and the win. And the win. We needed this one from him. You know, he's been very bad. It had been a bit concerning. And to be honest, the concerns aren't all the way gone yet. But it was a nice refresher, right? This was a this is a tough Toronto Blue Jay lineup. They're cringe, but they can hit. They can mash. And Nestor threw up six strong and got the win. Um, I would have went with Cole, but if it's somewhat close, I usually hand it to the pitcher who gets the win. So that's why it's Nestor. Um, that's his second, I think, his second tip of the cap this season. No, it's third. That's his third cap tip. Third. Um, yeah, I mean, Yes Network showed a graphic, and they were talking about how his location has been a big issue this year. He's not pinpointing on the outside to righties, and he's not getting the ball on the inside to lefties like he usually does. Um, the cutter hasn't been doing its damage, so last night you saw him change it up, went away from the cutter, and he was heavy with the forcing attack. Uh, batters were just one for twelve on his four seamer last night, uh, and they were only four for ten on ev- or they were four for ten on everything else. The slider, changeup, cutter wasn't exactly great, but he was working with the four seam, and he was throwing strikes too, hitting the zone consistently, pitching pretty fearlessly, threw seventy percent strikes last night, and only had one walk. So, listen, the Yankees need this guy bad. He's supposed to be their one B, right? So I hope he can turn it around. Um, even if he's not the the one B. You know, if he could just be a solid number three for the Yankees, I'll take that too. So it was a great outing for Nestor to quiet down Toronto and get the win to wrap up three out of four. So we'll head to our break. We'll talk a little bit more about this series when we return. Stay with us. Be right back. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to BD4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. 
Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. All right, welcome back to the show. Episode 526 of the podcast. Um, I'll, I want to talk about the bats because this lineup looks back. Like the reason the Yankees are back is because this lineup is back. They are here. This is who they are. This is who they are. Like they are streaky. They are hot and cold. Uh, in the playoffs, I worry about that. We know that. It's not my favorite thing in the world. But we are in the regular season right now. And they probably won't be bottom third in baseball and offense like they were earlier this year. Um, now, the bats quieted down the last two games. But, you know, four runs yesterday in a game where a good pitcher pitched, it's not terrible. Um, they went from, like, again, I think they were 23rd in offense just a few weeks back or something to now 10th. The home runs are there. Guys are hot. It started when Bader returned, gave them a jolt. He had his stretch where he raked for a bit, and that was important for this team. Kind of got them jump-started. Now Judge is back. He's currently on fire. He's tearing the cover off the ball, and we'll get to him in a second. Uh, Volpe's been hitting more, too. And, you know, I know he had some tough plays in the field, that shortstop, but I I think that's part of being a rookie. You're going to make a lot of errors. Um... I have, you know, I we'll see how it goes with him at shortstop. But, you know, my hope at season's end is that he can give us a reliable shortstop, one that we're not nervous about, like High KF heading into a playoff. Uh, but my hope is that he has a good year and he, st- and, he, and he sustains this hitting that he's been doing lately. Uh, and you find him at 250, right? Maybe 20 home runs, 20 plus stolen bases, which I think I'll definitely surpass now. Um, that's my hope. Something like that. And at some point, and this has to be on him hitting more more consistently, but at some point I would like to see him back in the leadoff spot again too. But he's been better lately. He had a big home run. Uh, he seems to have some big home runs of the seven he has. He's had a, uh, quite a few of them have been pretty significant, uh, timely. Uh, but this offense is, is the Yankees' identity. In the regular season. It's how they win so many games. In the first 30 games, the bats didn't show you much. And the Yankees were 15-15. and 15. In the last 16 games, the Yankees have shown more offense. They're hitting more home runs. They're averaging six runs a night. And they're 11-5 and five in those games. So that says a lot about how they run by their offense. Their offense wins and loses them games. And now you've got a shitty Reds team coming up who are 27th in ERA with a chance to do some legitimate damage with a sweep here, which is what I think needs to happen. Um, the one thing about these bats, which is, is you know, it's ultimately why I'll, I'll never love this lineup structure, is they're a terrible situational hitting lineup. Uh, this series, the Yankees still hit just 215 
with runners in scoring position. Uh, on the year, they're 25th in that category, batting 233. Uh, the league leader is <laughs> batting 331 for context. My gosh, that's a gap. Um, I just, I, I can't, man. It, it, that That's it right there. Like, this is why whenever I bring up the lineup and the offense and how, how it's good, it's why I always make sure to include the words regular season <clears throat> because I know that this type of offense usually doesn't fly for them in October ball. Never does. It's been like that for years. Like really since 2009, coincidentally enough, they haven't hit well in those situational spots. Uh, I mean, you probably got an outlier year here and there. 09, maybe 2017. You know, but that was also one of their better teams in a while, too. So, yeah, it's bad. I'm always going to be concerned about their situational hitting. Uh, it's a key fundamental in baseball that you need. But they're them, the Yankees, in their three true outcome philosophy, they don't seem to believe in those things. They think it's hitting and runners and score with runners in score position. They think that's like hitting on a Wednesday. They don't think there's a correlation. Uh, with like clutch and, and like concentration and focus and locking in certain moments of the game. They don't believe in that. That's unfortunate. But on a positive, a reason the Yankee bats have been so hot is because of this guy, Aaron Judge, who's pretty decent at baseball. Let's talk about Aaron Judge because he's getting our tip of the cap. Yeah. Um, Aaron Judge this series, 6 for 14, which is a 429 average. He had four homers, a double, a single, seven RBIs, five walks, four runs, scored 19 total bases, a stolen base, and he had an OPS just shy of 2,000. <laughs> On the year, he's now batting 279 with a 993 OPS and 12 home runs, seven doubles, 28 RBIs. This guy missed, what, 10 games, and he's still putting up... <laughs> A crazy season like that. This is a regression year for him. It's nuts. And the fact that five of his six hits this series in a series where he batted 430 or for extra bases is just insane. Bonds from the right side of the plate. That's who he is. And honestly, it could have been five home runs this series if he didn't come, what, two inches short in his second to last that bat of the series. Kid's on a mission right now. The captain is on a mission. And he's been on one since returning from the DL. Uh, Judge to Toronto reminds me of the way Glaber used to hit Baltimore. Remember that one season where he just raked against them? <laughs> That's who Judge is right now to the Blue Jays. And he's and he's uh, they showed a stat on, yes, all-time home runs versus the Blue Jays. I think Judge is the, the leading Yankee or some shit like that. He surpassed Jorge. Um... And man, it was awesome, hilarious to watch the subtle, very subtle, but obvious troll jobs by Aaron Judge this series. Whether it was him rounding the bases, uh, talking in his interviews to the media, you could tell he was clearly having some fun with it. Um, And it's funny because usually when the Yankees try and troll, it comes back to bite them. (laughs) But it seemed like Toronto just woke up a team who was pissed off and, you know, they uh, they woke a sleeping giant. Um, Literally. Uh, but yeah, the dude, he woke up. He snapped out of his little slump. Um, he broke the fucking maple leaf. <laughs> he vandalized their property, walked away scot-free, which has so much symbolism to how much Judge owns this wannabe franchise. 
Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just very glad we took three, man. You know, I, I don't want, I didn't, the last thing I wanted is for the Yankees to split again. Because that means they'd be four and four in their last eight. Because th- there's this obsession with settling. Like, I, I, every time we have a four-game set, it's always, well, I'll live with two out of four. Like, no, that's literally 500. So what you're telling me is if we had four-game sets every series, you'd be okay with the $300 million Yankees playing 500 ball. Like, it's almost annoying. It's almost annoying. It is annoying. It's almost more annoying than, like, the, hey, we're winning series, people. Like, at some point, you want a rhythm. You want just more than just, like, two out of three. Or two out of four. You want four, five, six games in a row at some point. So I want to say win streak soon. A legitimate one. Because that's what elite teams do. That's what teams who make World Series runs do. They get hot. They have hot streaks where they look like the best team in baseball. Right? It's May 18th. The Yankees have played 47 or something games. 46, 47 games. Uh, and just one time this entire year have they had a three-game win streak. And it came against the A Oakland team. So it'd be nice to... Use these games against the Reds to string together four in a row before coming back home to Baltimore. Um, yeah, but yeah, th- that, that needs to be a sweep. In my opinion, Cincinnati needs to be a sweep. Uh, it might be an odd series. <laughs> Some weird times. We've got a 6.40 p.m. game tonight, 4.10 p.m. tomorrow. Then Sunday, you got this weird 11.35 start. And then you're off on Monday. Before Baltimore comes to town. It's weird. But it's all pretty positive. Uh, even on the injury front. Right? Uh, Severino's coming back on Sunday. He's going to be pitching in that game. Which is funny. Because he was just complaining about having to pitch the 11 o'clock rehab. Um, but I'm ha- I'm excited to see Sevy. If he's healthy. Obviously we know what he can do. But we'll see. Um, I'm hoping with the Domingo news, the Hamilton injury, and this Severino news, maybe the Yankees keep Rito in the rotation, especially with how well he did in the opener role. And then they go with Clark Schmidt in the bullpen with how banged up and taxed the pen's been lately. Um, Stanton is very close to a rehab assignment, so it's you know probably at the end of the month, like they said, which is pretty crazy. Um, Tommy Canely, I hear, is in the same boat. Donaldson, too, which kind of sucks. But the rehab thing, that's kind of the only update I care about. Because <laughs> it's the last one before a player actually returns. Like, these Rodon updates we're getting, I don't care. I don't care if you're through 90 feet. Really? Like, what does that do for me? What do I do with that info? <laughs> like, tell me when he's ready to pitch in baseball games again. I don't care that a guy is doing jumping jacks. I don't care that he played patty cake with his daughter. I don't care that he's swinging the bat underwater. I don't care. Tell me when he's ready to pitch in a baseball game. <laughs> um, Ian Hamilton is out a month with the groin problem. That sucks. Uh, Trevino, I surprised DL stint there with the hamstring. I didn't know that until yesterday. Somebody told me. Um... Kind of hoping we see Austin Wells, to be honest with you. Um, they did call up Ben Rorford, or say they did. They say they did call up Ben Rorford. Um, I know you saw him in the dugout next to Judge. I don't believe that. I think it's AI. Um, I don't think the guy's real. 
I've got a whole conspiracy theory that I'm ready to spill out there, but I'm going to save it. All right. I don't think Ben Rothfeld is a real human. Um, but that's it. So we'll wrap this up right now with our question of the day. Might as well get to that right now. And then from there, uh, that's pretty much it. I think I've had, I've said all my thoughts. So let's wrap it up with our trivia. All right. So for this episode, episode 526, our trivia question. Which former Yankee homered in the 10th inning to win Game 3 of the 1999 World Series against the Braves? Which former Yankee homered in the 10th inning to win Game 3 of the 1999 World Series against the Braves? All right, one final time. Our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 526. Which former Yankee homered in the 10th inning to win Game 3 of the 1999 World Series against the Braves. And that's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for stopping by. And I'll see you in 527. Go Yankees. Things feel good. Let's keep it up. Later.